Blog Talk Radio. How y'all doing out there today? Hope everybody's having a great day and your weekend was even better. All right, man, we got another show for you today. Open mic. That's right. It's open mic, baby. That means you, the listener, you get to control what we talk about. So if you got anything that's bothering you or you want to bring to the forefront or you just want to get off your chest, hey, today is your day to do it. Uh, Mr. Talk is here to let you do it, and we can have a whole conversation of it, or you just get off your chest and vent a little bit. It doesn't matter, because this is Let's Talk, and that's what I call it, and I am Mr. Talk. All right, so anyway, before we go any further, let me go and tell you how you be a part of the show, because that's the only way you're going to vent and get you what you want to know out, right? First way, just call me at 347 347- Eight three eight eight six two two. Once again, three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Follow the prompts on the uh, phone, and we'll bring you in. And we can have our conversation. The other way is email me at Eric Let's L E T S Talk at Gmail dot com, and our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mister Talk. So, those are all the ways you can participate. As I said before, we do. Highly encourage that you call in and let us know what's on your mind, uh, because we're always learning something here, and I learn as much from you as you learn from me. Hopefully, you learn a little bit from me, but I learn as much from you as well. So, you know, don't don't hesitate. You know, don't hesitate. Now, I know some of you may be, you know, in in a spot where you really can't talk. So, as I said before, you can always email me at Eric Let's Let's Talk at Gmail dot com. Hey, and for those that have other ways of communicating with me, uh, you can use those means as well. Just let me know whether you want me to put it on the air or not, and I will or I won't. Just that simple, okay? Um, man, there's a lot that went on this week, this weekend. I, I tell you, from Friday till today, man, there's a lot that went on. 
And um, one of the main events that went on uh, will affect all of us. <laughs> well, it could affect all, all affect all of us anyway, but we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, also, I would like to say I apologize for Friday the show ending so abruptly. However, due to technical difficulties beyond my control, i.e., the K the, the internet company, um, we have we have some issues going on. But hopefully, we got that fixed today, and we'll be able to make it through a whole show. <laughs> Let's hope so, right? All right. So, anyway, all the little particulars out the way. It's time to give you some music, man. And um, I've been fighting all day about what I want to play. So here we go, Mr. Santana and Maria Maria.
right, there was your two songs of the day. Maria, Maria by Santana and the Osley Brothers for your old school Fight the Power. All right. <laughs> One of the greatest songs from back in the day. All right. So once again, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show today, is open mic, which means you can talk about whatever you want to. The number is 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. All right. And our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And as I said before, we do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Okay. With all that being said, it's time to get busy, man. It's time to talk about some things. And, you know, Friday before we were so abruptly interrupted, um, we were talking about um, obesity, um, poor countries, um, how America is, you know, one of the greatest countries there is. No matter how much we complain, we have freedoms and understand that we have freedoms and, and things that other countries only dream about. Which explains why a lot of them are good, why why a lot of people do try to come here, you know, do immigration and what have you. But anyway, we started centering on the fattest, you know, who's the fattest country in the world? You know that that was interesting. Now I know once once a time I heard the report that uh United States was basically the fattest country in the world, and uh, I guess you can still say that to a certain um degree because of um if you break down the gdp and all that good stuff but in actual actual rankings you know they rank everything everything i mean and you know this has been going on for a while now the united states comes in at number 16 number 16 uh, which is, you know, in the top 25, you know, there's a whole lot of other countries out there with an average of 68%. The 68% of adults are overweight or obese here in the United States, you know, with an average BMI of 28.8. That's interesting in itself. So we're not number one in one thing, finally, but we still are. Now, a lot of the other countries on here, uh, Nauru, which is an island you know, uh, that's only 8.1 square miles, Tonga, Samoa, Kuwait. You know, a lot of these places um, that's ahead of the United States, you know, they, have, um, they haven't been introduced to processed foods and things like that Western, from Western civilization. So, you know, usually they eat a lot of fish and stuff, but they don't now, so... That's why they're fatter than the United States. Yeah, the United States comes in at number 16, okay? So since it's number 16, it's number 16. United States ain't number one. <laughs> All right, so I just want to clarify that. Y'all know I like to bring you actual truthful facts, yeah. So, yeah, I had to go and research that. And, no, we're no longer number one. We're number 16 on the fat chart. I know that sounds so bad, doesn't it? The fat chart. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is. All right. Um, so 
Let's see what else we got for you today. Today is open mic, as I said before. So if you got anything you want to talk about, come on, bring it to me. 347-838-8622. Uh, follow the prompts on your phone, and you will be able to get in and, and let me know what's on your mind. And we can talk about that as well, okay? Um, You know, this, this, this. You would say the administration, but let's go on and put it out there. The president that we have right now is really interesting because anything that can be used to deflect from uh, anything negative that is associated with him, he will do. Now, that's not nothing that's that's not already known. We know this. That's the way, that's his, what's the modus operandi? Yeah, that's the way he operates. And once again, you know, yeah. What is it with these these weekend tweets? Is that the only time they allow him to have his phone to where he can tweet something? <laughs> He's not allowed a laptop or whatever because, you know, he does a lot of tweeting on the weekend. But anyway, um, here's another little tweet that he did that I found interesting because it was more funny than, than, than that. Um, <laughs> President Trump advised Congress to stop investigations into his businesses and focus on investigating the Obama's book and Netflix deals. Now, he went on to say House Judiciary has given up on the Mueller report, sadly for them, after two years and $40 million spent. Zero collusion, zero obstruction. Yeah, so we know, you know, yeah, right, okay. So they say, okay, let's look at everything else and all the deals that Trump has done over his lifetime. But it doesn't work that way. He went on to say, I have a better idea. Look at the Obama book deal and the ridiculous Netflix deal. Then look at all the deals they made, deals made by the Dems, Democrats in Congress, the Congressional Slush Fund, and lastly, the IG reports. Take a look at them. Those investigations should be over fast. Work that way. I have a better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's what he, he, he tweeted. It was interesting to say the least. Um, you know, and he he's referencing the, the deal that um, Barack and Michelle signed, a book deal, joint book deal in 2017 worth, what, $65 million? Yeah, and they did a deal with Netflix in 2018 to, to produce some content content for streaming for a streaming company yeah and they produced their first documentary american factory that has been streamed on netflix yeah you know and it's interesting because i say you know he's called the president has called for subpoenas of the obama's book deal you know to counter out you know this investigations into him yeah well it is what it is right it is what it is uh, dude, you know, you could have been, you know, avoided some of this just all they had to do was turn your tax returns in. And, um, you know, it, it probably wouldn't been came to come to this, but it is there now. So, Hey, and we all know what the results going to be. You're not going to hear much. It's going to be the same as the Mueller report. You know, one report going to come out and say this happening. Then everybody going to claim, no, it didn't happen. Then it's their word. It's their word. But the paperwork say this, and we still going to be in the same spot where we were before. Nowhere. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it's working right now. Let's be honest. It's the same way in Congress, the way Congress is working right now. 
you know, the House says one thing, the Senate says something else, and and eventually what happens is nothing happens. Now, it's interesting because apparently um, there's supposed to be a, a, a budget that's supposed to be done here soon, and um, and we may be facing another shutdown. Yeah, I know I keep you abreast of that, but, yeah, I've been, you know, receiving some things on that front as well. Now, that sounds interesting because, you know, with with an election coming in 2020, do you do you really think that either party can really uh, uh, allow a shutdown to happen? Do you know the, the 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 political ammunition that can be used against against them on that? So I think they may work a little harder this time to avoid that shutdown. But then again, you know what it all comes down to, right? Yeah, it comes down to that little freaking wall and the money and the money for the wall. That's what it's going to come down to. That's what it's going to come down to. But the question is, who's going to cave first? <laughs> Let's see. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to cave first. You know, as 2020 comes gets nearer, you know, it becomes more interesting. That's for sure. Let's see, some just popped up here. Manhattan DA subpoenas eight years of Trump tax returns. Once again, see? So not only is Congress going after them, the state of New York is going after them as well. You know, yeah. Apparently the city of Man- that the barrel of Manhattan are going after them as well. So it, it, it's going to get interesting, but, of course, we won't hear it because it's going to be buried in, in legal legal nonsense for so long. It, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? It really don't. But anyway, that's it. Um, here's another interesting thing that really, 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 you know, was kind of funny. I ain't gonna say funny, but it was interesting. Trump confirms death of Osama bin Laden's son. Now, once again, as I said before, you know, it's interesting that there's always, you know, something that they can use to deflect. Um, they can deflect to 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 you know take your mind off what's going on and in this instance they're going to use attempt to use the death of Osama bin Laden's son okay now of course as i always tell y'all there are keywords that are used when they're trying to get a certain point over or to get your attention and in this instance it's easy Osama bin Laden that that you know that's simple um but there's some there there there's some um confusion going on about this this announcement that just happened and the actual death of of this guy. Um Trump said in a statement released by the White House that Bin Laden was killed in a US counterterrorism operations near Afghanistan Pakistan border though he did not provide the exact date for the death. Now, they also going to say Hamza bin Laden was responsible for planning and dealing with various terrorist groups. <laughs> um, it says the younger bin Laden included threats to Saudi Arabia and a call to revolution in his last public statement made in a video in 2018. And, of course, this announcement came days after the 18th anniversary of 9-11. Okay, now. That's what the president said. However, <laughs> um, some um, believe that this guy has been 
um, dead for for some time, at least a couple of months, at least a couple of months, if not longer. Um, it's interesting, as I said before, that the announcement would come now, and especially right after 9-11. But here's the biggest thing, and when I read it, you know, besides, you know, looking at the name, I'm sorry, y'all. First thing I think was who, what, and why, and who cares? You know, who cares? Once again, y'all claiming you killed uh, one of these guys, but yet we haven't seen any bodies. You can't provide any details of, uh, you know, general stuff with key words in it. But really, what what is really going on here? You know, just another deflection to take your mind off of and hopefully build some rah-rah in this country, you know, uh, um, to, to, to help support him. Now, notice I didn't say his party. Okay, I didn't say his administration. I said him. Um, I said him. You know, but I'm sorry. Announcing the death of Bin Laden's son does not carry the same weight as coming and announcing that Saddam Hussein has been captured or uh, Osama himself has been captured and killed. It just doesn't carry that kind of weight. We know this. It doesn't care that way. They'd be like, what? Who cares? It's just another random guy. Okay, you got one. Woo-woo! You know, it's interesting that the political games that's played that that nobody really, you know, catches on to. Let's be honest. I know some of y'all said that. Who? When? Where? Why should we care about that? Huh? Why should we care about that? We have enough issues going on, right? Okay, so you you went over there. You should have called him. You know, and that's another thing. If we have such great intelligence and satellites and stuff like that, why are all these people running around free that we supposed to be trying to get get a hold of? You ever thought about that? They have ever really sat down and really thought about that. We have all this so-called great technology, but these jokers run around loose and um, as per our, our, our Mr. Smith. Yeah, as per Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith says, you know, hey, we, you know, they run around, we can't catch it. But we have all these great individuals. Doesn't that just make you wonder sometimes? How, how active is the search and by the way if they really are searching yeah and if they really are searching it, it seems that that major announcements of captures and and killings and stuff like that always seem to be made around a specific time or something uh when something needs to happen positive That make the, I mean, let's be honest, that's that's the way it, it, it seems. That's the way it seems. We have, as I said before, it's 2020 coming up. The more stuff you can pile, they can pile on now, the more stuff they can bring back out and, and later on in June and July, you know, when we get closer, October. See, we did this. See, we accomplished this. 
And most Americans Americans aren't going to remember the particulars of what, what happened. Only thing they're going to remember is the key word. Yeah, that's right. I remember reading that. Not the details that the guy been dead at least a couple of months per our intelligence. He hasn't made a video since 2018. We almost through with 2019. Kind of makes you go, hmm, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And not to mention, and see, this is something that's on the back burner, and I hate to continue to break it up, but let's be honest. Um, it's floating in front of us on a daily basis. This administration, especially this president, has a very, uh, 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 how can I put it? Anything that President Obama or the previous administration done, did, he feels he has to do better. Whether it's good or bad, it's like a competition. It really is like a competition. It's sad to a certain extent. It really is. And let's be honest. If that it wasn't for that 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 frame of mind or thought process, we probably wouldn't be going through the, the issues that, uh, that we're going through right now with China, with Iran, and with North Korea. You know, you can you always hide under the guise of, well, it's on national security and looking out for the best interests of the company. But no, looking out for the best interests of your reputation. Who wants to be known as the worst president in, in U.S. history? You know, who wants to say, I was president and I really didn't accomplish anything significant? I mean, it's a natural um, human reaction. It's natural. However, you know, the alternate facts, as they like to say, which is nothing but lies, are just outrageous sometimes. But once again, we all know that that is not nothing that's that's um, unusual, especially if you're a politician and especially if you're sitting up in, in, in the White House. Because in certain instances, yes, they have to tell you a lie. They have to uh, uh, stretch the truth a little bit. That's a fact. You know, if you, I don't know how many of y'all watched the movie. Um, what's the what's the movie with with Tom Lee um, um, Jones and Will Smith? Men in Black. Men in Black. And remember when Will was first getting into it, and he, he said, man, we're about to be attacked by so-and-so, so-and-so. And Tom Lee Jones said, calm down, son. We're always about to be attacked by so-and-so, so-and-so. And that's not that's one of the true lines ever been spoken, because you know what? That's what happened here. Either we're about to be attacked, or we're getting ready to attack someone, depending on the interests that that you know how interested in we are but 
we, you know, then what what happened is we get all upset and 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 panic and oh man, then the nuts will come out and then you know you got to have law and oh man, we we'd be in we it'd be a chaotic scene. It really would. So in some instances, yeah, I understand. I'm not telling the complete truth, but some things just a lie, just a lie is just is unacceptable. It really is. It's very unacceptable. <laughs> but hey, that's 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 where we are right now. That's where we are. And we have we have uh, um become to realize that it's just something normal that happens. And since it's normal and it happens, that's it. We there. Let's keep rocking with it, right? <laughs> Let's keep rocking with it because you know we 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 just gullible like that now. I'm not gonna say gullible. I I, I I apologize for that. We're not gullible. We're not. We're just immune. We're just immune to a lot of things in this country because it has it has been pushed and 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 pushed and pushed and pushed and shown on shown to us over and over repetitively and now we've just been conditioned to when we see it or hear it it's like okay what's next what's next in each uh, each one of your cities I'm sure if you turn on your local news they're always talking about a murder or robbery something negative and, and you know, and the only thing your reaction is, see, that's just bad right there. What is really going on? And then you move on from it because we are immune now. We have been conditioned. The only way we stand up and really, really fight or, or try to, to get some kind of understanding if it affects us personally or someone we know personally. And then it depends on who that person is. So, with 2020 election, with the 2020 election coming up, you know, you have to understand, be able, you know, you hear certain things, you know, write it down. You watch the debates, write some stuff down. Then go back and double check. Double check. It's easy. Because all politicians stretch the truth a little bit. Heck, we as humans stretch the truth a little bit every now and then. And for those that just say, no, I don't. Yeah, you just lied. You just stretch the truth. Because, yes, you do. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's going to move on here. Um, you know, uh I try and stay away from this topic as much as I can, but um, seems like every time I turn, oh, every time I get to looking at something or, or start reading, the same stuff come up. So I guess it's meant for me to talk about it. Now, before I go into this, once again, this is Open Mic Monday. So if you got anything you want to talk about, give me a call at 347-838-8622. All right, you can email me at ericletstalk.gmail.com, and the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. 
So those are all the ways you can participate in the show, okay? All right, so over the weekend, there was an attack on the Saudi Oil Processing Center, on two of them, on two of them. And the attack knocked down almost 6 million barrels, you know, of oil production per day. The actual number was 5.7, but you know me, being military, I round up six, okay? And that on, that equates to 5% of the global supply of oil. Yeah, the global supply, not just Saudi Arabian supply, but the global supply. The global supply. Now, here's where it gets tricky at. Okay, here's where it gets tricky at. Of course, um, the United States as normal, they, they, everything that happens over in the Middle East now is Iran's fault. It's Iran's fault. It really is. Okay, so they say, so they say. However, um, there's another group that has taken um, credit for it out of Yemen. Now, for those that don't know, there is a... a, a, a civil war that has been waging and went in Yemen for at least the last five years, y'all. At least five years. Of course, you know, you haven't heard about it because you don't want to hear it. They don't want you to hear about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. They don't want you to hear about it. Um, Who is it? The Hotas. The Hotas. H-O-U-T-I-T-H-I-S. Okay, um, they have taken credit for it. Okay, and they are, you know, all branch of the Shiite Muslims or what have you. And them in Saudi Arabia have been going back and forth because basically the the the, the Hamas they went in and they removed um, one of America's and the Saudi Arabia's favorite presidents. And of course, you know, anytime that happens. You know, something has to go on. Somebody has to pay for that. You know, because one of our puppets have been removed. One of the puppets have been removed, and they have to go and get them. Yeah. So, anyway, so that who has that that they that group right there took credit for um, the bombing over the weekend. However, the United States, Mike Pompeo. You know, he can't blame John Bolton anymore. Um, he has decided, that he, you know, um, he came out and said, yeah, well, it wasn't them. It was the Iranians. It was the Iranians. Hmm. Everything is the Iranians again. Now, there is some speculation. Of course, there have been denials, as, as always that the Iranians have supplied this group with weapons and ammunitions and things of that nature. Okay. That, that's a possibility. Now, here's where it gets real crazy for me. The United States has been supplying Saudi Arabia with weapons and ammunitions as well, and intelligence as well, in this same civil war conflict. So, the point is, why is it wrong for Iran to do it, but not wrong for the United States to do it? Now, does two wrongs make a right? No. 
but that goes to show the nonsense that that goes on when when these type of things happen. I see you, Pancake. I get you in a minute. You know, and it's it's interesting that that <laughs> you know that all of a sudden after John Bolton is gone, and there's possible talks of of Iran and United States sitting down at a um, United Nations General Council. Uh, um, it's interesting that this happens now. Some experts say, well, you know what? This goes to this just goes to prove. And the purpose of the bombing was to prove that uh, the world's oil supply is not as safe as many people want to, want them to believe it is. Because apparently they used, what, 10 drones? And they, these weren't expensive drones. They're like cheap drones. Now, of course, the United States saying, you know, there were 50 drones and, and some Tomahawk missiles and, yeah. But yet, once again, just like the bombing out in the Hermerst, um, uh Straits, there is no evidence. There is n- no evidence whatsoever. So it, it, it is more or less lip service than anything to once again attempt uh, at an attempt at trying to get the allies to fall in behind them to um, help them uh, attack Iran. But the bottom line is the only ones that really, really want to attack Iran is Israel. And, of course, it's interesting that last week Israel said, well, they found a secret bomb, a secret place where Iran was was making nuclear weapons and building missiles. And once Iran found out about it, they destroyed it. But they have satellite imagery and all that. But yet they haven't shown any either. haven't shown anything but that's the constant constant message that that is uh being sent out there america supposed to be the big boys but apparently america is 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 doing israel bidding for them yeah so y'all want to know who was involved in this women war the yemen war saudi arabia United Arab Emirates, uh, Kuwait, Bahrain, Qatar, Morocco, Sudan, Jordan, and Egypt have all contributed to the operations over there. Yeah. So as you can see, you know, it's just not two countries, but, you know, somebody is supplying them with weapons. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, nah, that, that, that's enough for me for a moment. For the moment, anyway. I'll get right back to it, though. You know, y'all know me because I can come and go back to it. But let me go on and bring P. Anky in and see what he has to say. Don't forget, today is Open Mic Monday. And um, as I said before, whatever's on your mind, let's have a discussion about it. Let's talk. All right? All right, P. Anky, welcome to the show, man. Hope you had a good weekend. Hey, What's Eric, going on? Hey, how you hey, doing, Doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, tomorrow is Constitution Day, so uh, although you won't be on, you can keep it in the back of oh. your mind. Okay, I'll try to. No, but interesting conversation you're having. Now, I would just 
looking at uh, Boeing hires over 153,000, no, 173,000 employees. Uh huh. They're the they're the maker of that drone. 153,000. Uh-huh. Okay. And that drone is made, in, I believe, well, parts of it is made in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> and you know they put a lot of people to work. They hire a lot of young African American STEM graduates. And uh, are we talking I about know Boeing? A guy, Boeing, yeah, I know a guy who's head of a nation of Islam mm-hmm. uh, uh, chapter in St. Louis area. His daughter works for him. So no, I I I don't mind. I think it's the United States. If, if uh, those companies want to sell upon the approval of the State Department weapons, they got a right to do so. And if uh, Iran, this country, which is known to be a state sponsor of a, at the state level, sponsor of terrorism, and the things that they've said, well, they should be treated accordingly. Well, Pianki, here's here's my thing. Here, here's my thing. How can you say that they're the state-sponsored terrorists when the CIA has trained a lot of those individuals? To be well, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know where we can find records on CIA training anybody. Uh, we just okay. hear those things. You I don't think Congress. I don't think Congress even have a line item for the budget of the CIA. Mm. Oh, so that doesn't you mean know. it doesn't, right? No, I'm not saying it don't, but I don't know. There's a lot of things we don't know about, you know, like we people still talking about 9-11. But what I'm saying is this, that the, this country needs to do what it has to do, whereas it can remain strong and protect American citizens, Americans abroad, American interests abroad. Uh, that's the same thing that uh, President, I believe it was President Taft, I'm not sure, was concerned about in Mexico when uh, American interests built Mexican railroads and built other infrastructure for Mexico. Then all of a sudden, you know, the next thing that was getting ready to go down was uh, these prosperous coups. I think that was like in 1868. But you have to protect American interests and also American allies depend on you also. Mm. So if that's the case, then why don't they listen to their allies sometimes when they tell them? Well, no. I, hmm. I don't. I don't know, Eric. It depends on what comes out of the Pentagon. They, they apparently and can't say that those wherever those missiles came from, it's known. Heck, it's satellites appearing in on that area twenty four hours a day. But we can't let these be. You, we can't be pushovers, Eric. You got a stake in this country yourself, you, for your children, your family, and thousands, and thousands, millions, and millions of other people do too. So we well, have to be Pianca, strong. No, Pianca, it's, it's not about being a um, being being a, a pushover. You know, and I understand what you're saying. And I agree. Yes, you, you have to be strong. However. However, why why 
continuously get involved in something that really isn't your business and that that creates more problems than than, than anything. Well, you know, that's a good point, and I understand. I'm not for putting soldiers over there where they can be shot. I think that the the things that we can do to defend, defend American interests can be done electronically. Uh, people sitting there at a council in, what is it, Texas, El Paso, somewhere around in there where they control the interjectory travels of drones around the world. And I think that that should suffice. Also, Saudi Arabia is a rich, Saudi Arabia is a rich nation. They're going to have to start uh, picking up some of the tab for their own protection also. Well, I've been to Saudi Arabia, okay? And I can tell you, they ain't going to pick up nothing. Um, but you know why? You know, Iran has always had spite against Saudi Arabia because of uh, some of the things that it has done. Uh, uh, you right. see more women, females in business in Saudi Arabia and having more civil rights than they women in uh, Iran do. So Iran has always had this spite against well, Saudi Arabia. understand this also. um you know, it, it, it's like um, you have two different, you know, you have the Sunnis, well, basically the Sunnis and the Shiites, you know, and it depends on, you know, what country they're in. You know, they always, they don't see eye to eye on everything. And so that's that's part of the problem where all this, the, the, the wars start. You know, usually it's a group of Shiites or a group of Sunnis or some off-brand of either one that, you know, is not happy with the way some things are running and bam. You know, next thing you know, they're in civil war. And, mm-hmm. and the same thing, and that's really what's going on. But to go back to your question, there's an article by Jack Anderson that was written in the Washington Post on 21 October 1980. Um, and it's a classified and part sanitized copy of proof of release 2012-01-11. And it says, Americans train Gaddafi terrorists. And, yeah, so if you want to go and look that up. That's just you one. mean the the ones that's there controlling Libya now? Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, funny thing you say that. Uh, to my understanding, I can't think of the guy Gibral, I believe his name is, but I'm not sure. But I think he led uh, contingents to fight against American troops in Iraq. So yeah. it gets down to not permanent friends, but just permanent interest situations. Yeah, and you know uh, you're absolutely right along the lines of religion. Have you ever heard of the Acadians? Yeah, ethnic group. You've heard of them. You know their history. Yeah. How how they was forced out of uh, Europe, uh, Britain, and France. They was Catholics when they came here to the U.S. They was persecuted because of their Catholic faith. Uh, they came to Nova Scotia. They were persecuted because of the Catholic faith. The Protestants there. Uh, they spoke French. They was pushed down into the eastern seaboard. And then they were pushed out over into uh, New Orleans. And when the kids went to school, they weren't allowed to speak their language. They lost their culture. They spoke French. And if they, if they was ever caught speaking French in schools, they faced punishments, the kids did. But there's an ethnic group that was located there in New Orleans, 
Then you had the the Acadians, you had the Germans, you had the Spanish, and you take those three through uh, ingle mingling in combination, they became what we call now the Cajuns. But uh, they were the persecuted group here in the United States. Yeah, because of, of religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there has I mean look there has always been a conflict somewhere in this country. I mean not even only in this country but in the world based on religion, you know, because there's always some group that feels that their religion is better than the other religion, you know. And you must admit, back in the day, the, the, the Roman Catholic Church ran the world. That's what, you know, the, 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 basically it ran the world. So anybody, right. you, yeah, so anybody going against that, yeah, you was persecuted. You know, mm-hmm. just like, uh, in, you know, in some of the Muslim countries, you know, we don't talk about it a lot, but Christians are being persecuted. You know, in this country, you know, you mentioned the word Muslim, and, you know, only reason why none of them are hung and hanged because it's against the law, but they're still being prosecuted, persecuted as well. So it's not, you know, like we we say a lot of times, it's not like it's something new that's going on because we know it's not new. Uh, no, it's it just, not Oh, it just presents itself in in different manners, I guess you can say. And, but if and you know, if you and I, if you and I had business interests in that part of the world, or actually being that we would be American business people, any part of the world, you know, it stands a possibility that some of these elements would target because we are Americans, target the interests, and try to do That's harm. True. So we, hell, we depend on. You know, if you're in a particular state, you depend on that Marine contingent, Marine battalion that rests in the, those local embassies to protect you, like uh, other nations' uh, battalions do. So, uh, it's, I mean, that's just the way it is. They're human beings. That's what they do. I can't, I can't disagree with that. You're right. <laughs> I cannot disagree with that. You're absolutely correct. That's what they do. You know that's what they do, and that's what has been done throughout the throughout time. Which well, you think about Bolton. Back- I, you know, I never cared too much for Bolton, but the president is allowed to have who he wants working for him. But uh, a lot of people didn't like him because of his trigger finger stance that he's had. Kind of remind me of Kissinger, and before him, Brezhnev. <laughs> Good call. Mm. You know, the interesting thing about that is um, Lindsey Graham feels that um, Bolton was working against the president, you know. And, of course, we we know that their whole uh, philosophy was different, you know, yeah, to, to a certain extent. It was totally different. And, um, which I, and that's another reason why I find it so interesting. As soon as Bolton is gone, now all of a sudden this oil processing center gets attacked. And once again, the red, the, you know, it's immediately said, Iran did it, Iran did it. See, that sounds like something that would be Bolton, but in turn, it's Pompeo stand, stand up, stand up, standing up and saying it. And, of course, you know, you have the president going, well, we'll be locked and loaded as soon as we find out whoever it is. All right. Well, like, you know, the, the, like you said, if you have the satellites and stuff like that, you know who it is, do what you have to do. But present some type of evidence first. Oh, you're just going to start blowing countries up just for GP. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, let me tell you, something. when those missiles go through the air, and, that, and of course it was, they say that was a drone. But when a missile fly through the air, the trail of that missile resides for a while. I don't know how right. long, but it resides for a while. And you can always, they got the technology, the sensors to be able to uh, pick up that trail and backtrack it to where it came from. Unless exactly. they mobile, like you have, like Russia, Russia has, and I guess China is trying to perfect that too. You know, America's entry, uh, uh, threat is China. Well, yeah. And then, then I think you, they always have had a threat with Mexico with them because they still have that uh, animosity from years and years ago, from the 1800s, 1821, 1836, 1838. And I still see them as a threat. I mean, just think, if Mexico, and you know, during the Mexican-American War, you know who was uh, courting Mexico? Hitler was. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Hitler was courting Mexico. Uh, it was wanted to supply Mexico with arms, and they felt uh, that they could help Mexico reattain those western states, as California, Arizona, uh, Nevada, New Mexico, and uh, Oregon, either Oregon or Utah, and of course Texas. So. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. I have to go and look that up. That sounds yeah, interesting. Yeah, check that out. Mm-hmm. I will. All right, we got another caller want to get in here. So All right, I'll stand, bring... I put myself on mute. All right. All right, let's see who we have here. Oh, come on, talk to me. Triple One, welcome hello, to the Mr. show. Who the... Talk. How are you? Well, hello. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm just fine. I'm just laughing at this lock and loaded. What in the real would you be locking and loading to something that ain't even in your country? You need to be locked and loaded to what's going on in your own country. And people that ain't never know what military people that got hurt, and you look at them today and see how they got all messed up for a lie. And what is the proof? Yeah. I ain't seen no, you haven't seen anything burning. You ain't seen nothing. Just hear them come out with this, this, just like them, uh, what those things they had Colin Powell to do. And he said it, it was a lie. Remember? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So when I see stuff like that, that's what I that's what I look at. I don't throw my chest out and say, "Well, America, we should be doing this, and America should be doing." Leave those people alone and get out of their country and leave their resources alone, and stop trying to help other people take it. That's what they need to do. That's my uh, opinion. Yeah, that's agreed. And, that's agreed. And the world will be a better place. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I do. I Iranian, agree with that. Because once upon a time they was the friends of America too, weren't they? Yeah, and Israel. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nobody never wondered why uh, they were friends and now you're enemies because you couldn't get what they what you wanted. Uh, and they, but they helped you get the things that you got. And then you're gonna turn your back on them. Really? Some people just need to stay <laughs> out of these people business, and they ain't got nothing to do with us anyway. But we want to act like it. Do well, <laughs> well, you know, Maze. If you go back and look at the history, um, it all comes down to controlling that part of the country and having your own puppets in place to control mm-hmm. and do your for you. And for you somebody know, else to make some money off of it and keep everybody yeah. else down. 
Right. So you know, what do we and, got to do with that? And as me and Pianchi was talking earlier, uh, you know, about this oil refinery um, in the Saudi Arabia that was bombed, you know, I said the same thing. You know, they got all these satellites. You mean you can't pull it up and, and, and show and see where the drones came from, you know, which way they went and where they landed at and provide some type of proof that it was the Iranians? You know, when this other group comes out, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it. What you going to do about it? You know, but if what you, you going to do? If you huh? had in the sense, you, if it was an oil refinery that was blown up, it'd still be burning. It. They would show pictures and people could have got, have you seen any? What, the pictures about the um, refinery? Refinery burning, yeah. Have you seen that? You just heard heard somebody say, I mean, come on, no, who, I, just, that, who no, did it? Oh, that's what I'm saying. I did, mm-hmm. I did see some pictures of it smoking. Now, that's not saying that's the actual refinery, but mm-hmm. that's what yeah. they are. You know, saying, yeah. yeah. I did so you have, pictures. So when you have people coming huh? from Go these ahead. countries, but when you have people coming from these countries that live there, grew up there, and know what's going on with what's, what, what, what's going on in their countries, and they tell you about it, and then you looking at these other people uh, want to come and convince you that they should go over there and mess with them, I don't think so. Because you got them all over here, too. Yeah. So then, yes, you got the people in other countries that, that's here. Some of them going to school, some of them live here, and some of them go back and forth. But then they can't go back right. home because of mess. And then you got an American standing up saying what we should go and do. We shouldn't do nothing. <laughs> no, we don't have nothing to do with it as black people. When I hear them talking, I say, you ain't got nothing to do with that. We the country can tell you to leave it alone in the first place. Because we don't want to yeah, see no broke up military people. We don't want to see no one walking the street. We don't want to see no homelessness. Take care of them. They ain't even taking care of those. The way they should well, be. That's, and you always come that's, up that's, with excuses. That's non-existent. That's not going to happen. All the way. Yeah, but you want to hear it's them. Not, and then they want Because it's already. Taking care of the veterans after we get back, not a priority. And see, here's the thing with taking care of veterans today in today's society. When the, when the when the VA was created, the VA wasn't created to deal with uh, PTSD, shell shock. It wasn't created to deal with the mental issue of it. It was it, VA was created to deal with the amputations and things of that nature. You know, the seriously mm-hmm. the the wounds and stuff like that. That's what the VA was created for. Now, the problem is, now you have all these soldiers coming back, and they have these mental issues uh, as, as well as physical issues, not to mention the opening up of finally, you know, uh, recognizing the damage Agent Orange did to a lot of the Vietnam vets and, thing, and you know, Vietnam vets. So now the system is is overloaded. The system is overloaded. And honestly... They can't even keep the the, the, the the physicians, the doctors, to treat everybody. There's long time out uh, trying to to, to, to to get the homeless some of the home the, get the homeless veterans off the street. Now let's be real. Some of those veterans prefer to live out there because they off the grid and they don't have to deal with the nonsense because they can't deal with the everyday yeah. they um everyday um things going on in the world. But what's strange? So they must be talking some. Some of you let's hold your chest out, Americans. Like Sean Hannity and I'm got this money talking about donate to the veteran fund. They don't shouldn't even have no fund for no veteran fund. They should have the VA and the veterans taken care of without having a fund to go through somebody else's hand to try to give to them. They should have everything they need. Well, Mace, you know, as but long then you as you have, have these have... chess walkers 
And you have these chess walkers uh, look at some of them and say, look how crazy he is. They don't know what them people been through, uh, the things that they still going through, but then they're going to look down on them and act as if they don't win a fight in this region. They're walking around looking like that. But I don't see nobody standing up for them. But they always want somebody, hmm. somebody to, to fight. Well, it, it, it's like anything else, Maze. You won't hear anything about them standing up until oh. it's time for election. You know, mm-hmm. once it's time for election, then, yeah, everybody cares. Yeah, we have to fix this. We have to fix this. But once the election is coming on, it's back to the same old, uh, same old thing. You well, know, one thing they, they don't, they don't, they don't discuss is those soldiers in other countries. They take, they uh, I mean, they take good care of their soldiers. But over here, they don't get the same treatment. I'm wondering why that. Some of them get houses because <laughs> they don't serve. I mean, they don't have a house they're living in. Don't have to pay nothing because they serve in their military. Over here. They got they got to get foreclosure because they can't afford to pay their doctor bill or their co-payment. Well, so some would consider <laughs> some would cons- no some would consider what happens over there socialism. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know they say well the high price you know the the price of that is high taxes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the ad whatever compared to capitalism that's ran here in the United States. Where everybody, you know, you know, gets up and pulls up your bootstrap, bootstraps, and, and take care yeah. of your own. But I say I was saying it's about some of these young people that went and they messed up, and then they get blamed for the things, some of the things that they do, and they messed up in the head, and then they uh, no limbs, one limb you maybe got one broken leg, one leg, and then you might have one arm. I mean, the way you used to look, and then they walk around in shame, and then some of them don't know where to go get help. I want all the Americans that want to stand up to my uh, Constitution today to go and spend a day with a veteran. Go Just go to a veteran uh, VA hospital. Spend some time with some of those people. And you'll get the real deal yeah. of why they was out there on that field fighting. Not just because you want to stand up as an American because they stood up and did what they had to do for somebody else. And they didn't get nothing for it. Well, Maze, you know, a lot of times... <laughs> you know, we... We used to say simple, you know, lip service is one thing, but action is totally yeah. something different, you know. And, and let's be honest, everybody's not going to have the cojones to go and, and raise that right hand and say, okay, I'm willing to go and, you know, give the country a blank check and go anywhere they tell me, you know, and put my life on the line. It's just, you know, some talk a good game, you know, like like um, the man in the, in the big office. Some talk a good game, but you know, when, 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 when it hits the fan, you can tell who's who, and, and and that's the way it turns out. It's just that simple. And the price, the the price to pay is more than what most people uh, realize. It, mm-hmm. it really is, you know. And, and I'm not just talking about mental. I'm talking about you know as far as your family life, uh, yeah. you know, uh, things like that. But if you haven't been through it, sometimes you just don't understand it. But like you say, sometimes you just need to go and talk to somebody and, and and really listen to what they're telling you, and you will realize it, it, it looks glamorous in the movies, but it's not glamorous at all. It, it's a hard life. Easy work, but a hard life, especially if you have a family. You know, it, it really then, is. And I'm saying pushing to go mess with somebody, to go and mess with somebody else's country to have to fight. Those are the people that I'm talking about want to push you to go and wouldn't even, take a, wouldn't even go to sell. I haven't been in the cell. Haven't been in around around anybody that went. But you always want to get your chest out and and be American. Well, 
look, that's the advantage of having money where you don't have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Besides Pat Tillman, um, yeah, besides <laughs> Pat Tillman, I haven't heard in too many rich folk deciding, you know, um, okay, yeah, I want to go and, um, you know, sign up to fight in the military. Yeah. In, the, in the military, I haven't heard that. Now they'll give you donations, you know. They'll go ahead and um, they give you donations. They'll go ahead and, and, and you know do shows for you. But you know, uh-huh. as far as uniform and, and, and marching on, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, people like it's not gonna... them. No, it's not going to happen. And their children not going to go either. You know, so I ain't, it, it's okay because, like I say, everybody is it's not meant for everybody anyway. It, it's really not. No. But you shouldn't. You if know, it's not it, meant for you. You shouldn't be trying to send someone else to do it. I mean, hold well, your chest out for somebody else to go do it. I, I agree with that as well. I do. That's the way I but see But greed, greed, you know, if you notice, greed always overrules common sense. And you know, control. Being and able to control mm-hmm. somebody or overrules common sense. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching on documentary on Peace Corps or something. They messed up a lot of stuff, too. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but hold on. Hold on. I got somebody so else. What's my for today? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Maze. It's always uh-huh. interesting. Enlightening. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what do you have? I disagree with Maze, whatever she's talking about. No matter what it is, oh. I disagree. Uh, you can't disagree with her on this one, Joe, because she's talking about the veterans and how bad we the veterans get oh. treated. Oh, she would. As soon as I... <laughs> As soon as I come in, you got to be talking about something I agree with. You're right, guy. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I, I looked for your show on Friday, and the show was scheduled, but there was no uh, no chat open. So I called in thinking that maybe you were going to open the chat later. So I call in, no show. So Okay. Yeah, I did do a show, and I think about a little over halfway um, my internet went out. My modem went out for some reason. Yeah. And that, that, yeah. But, you know, so I spent all weekend trying to get that taken care of. But, yeah, that's what happened. But we were doing a show. Yeah, no, I did do I, a show. Yeah. So I called in and um, nothing. I called in around. Yeah. Let me see. I called, yeah, I called in at about 10 after, 20 after 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Huh. Okay. Yeah, there was something going on crazy oh, that right. day. I don't know what's happening. But yeah, we were here though for a little while. All right. Yeah. So what but you anyway. guys talking about with the vets? The vets, yeah, we get hor- horrible. I haven't gone to the vets in years. And I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and why won't you go to the vet? Why won't you go to VA? Because the goddamn um, doctors and nurses and physical therapists over there don't give a crap. Not an ounce. <laughs> so I forget about the vet. Oh man, the VA just sucks. And I'm going and I'm talking about going back twenty years, thirty years. Mm-hmm. Won't right. do it. You know, they've well, been they've been that they, they were lousy doctors in the service. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, well, we ain't gonna talk about the, them in the service. But as I was saying, Mage, you know, when the VA was first was first created, it wasn't created to the mental 
you know, mental side of is deal with um, the physical physical side of combat. You know, the amputations, yeah. wounds, and stuff like that. And with Vietnam and and the Gulf War, and now the Iraq, and you know, it, it, it's more mental than anything. And they just they're not ready for it. You know, even though it, you know it, this has been going on for a while, they still not ready because they, they they can't even keep the positions and stuff. You know, and Maze Maze says, you know. How can you um, how can you keep sending someone back over into a war zone when you won't even go yourself, you know? But you continue to send other people, tell people when to go. I mean, she got a legit, you know, yeah. she, she's a point. Oh yeah, we, and not like, only that, we're supposed to have only two mandatory deployments. I think after you get out, I think after discharge, even when your reserve is up, I believe. Um. You're allowed to go back twice, you, you know, but they they make people go back there three times, four times, five times, six times. What? What's going on? Uh, Joe, you know, after after the, the um, Saudi war, after Saudi, uh-huh. but what they realize is, and I was part of some of them, that one of them units, that because of that that right there, you will have an active duty duty unit going back, back to back, to back, to back, to back. And it was beginning to, you know, wear on the units. So they, they changed it a little bit to where they had to use more National Guard um, groups to come over. And mm-hmm. they, they implemented them into the, the rotational mix as well. So that's that's how that happened. That, that's exactly how that happened. So now, you know, learning from the Saudi war, the Iraq war, it was already implemented that so many National Guard units will be deploying with active duty units to fill the void to give some of the active duty units um, soldiers rest, you know, once they got home. So it wouldn't be like you get home one month and two months later, you're on the plane headed back again, you know? Well, that's what it seems like, because in addition well, to the yeah. National Guard, they've got regular units that have been yeah. there twice. Um, get discharged, honorably discharged. And I think, if I remember correctly, when I get out, I had a two-year inactive reserve uh, duty uh, time. And I think they could call me back within two years. When that two years was up, they couldn't do squat. But since the Gulf War, they uh, oh, they forget it. They just, yeah, doesn't matter how many times yeah. you've been there, yeah. it doesn't matter if you've been discharged. You, yeah, they just send you right on back. Now, that's why uh, the guys who come back from Iraq and Afghanistan, why there's such a high suicide rate, because they keep going back to the same chaos and the same killing and the same murders and the same shootings and the same LED bombs and the same people who keep saying, get out of our country. You know, I can't, I don't blame them. You know, yeah. if you're in that kind I mean, of situation... Hell, you know, Jesus. Uh. Yeah, been, been there, done that. Trust me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, that's why you yeah. got the show. But there are people yeah. who don't know how to handle after civilian, you know, after um, after service life. Yeah, well, I'll be honest, it took me a while to get there myself. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> you know, you I know, had, and, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no problems in the service because I didn't go. I didn't go to war, right? But mm-hmm. when I got out, it took me years 
to decompress from the fact that I wasn't in the service anymore. Because yeah. you get up at the same time, you wear the same clothes, you see the same uh, colonels and generals, and you, mm-hmm. you salute all the time, and you do the same work, and everything's military, military, military. And I'm telling you, it took me years to realize I was a, I was a bloody civilian. I always had that yeah. feeling that I was, I knew I was out. I knew I could do whatever I wanted, but I always felt that I was, uh, I was military. Because you were, and you still are. I mean, you, you adjusted, you, you have adjusted, but you still are. I mean, let's be honest. Once, once a soldier, servicemen, airmen, air, whatever, yeah. you, it, it, it's always in you. It really is. Now, you know, me, yeah, it took me a while to, man, I tell you, because I was like, these the civilians are stupid. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I tried working with them and everything. Y'all, no. It was so bad. I, I mean, I was drinking real, real bad, real uh, bad. And, I mean, it just got to that point. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I retired, so, you know, they weren't going to let me back in. <laughs> yeah. They would have been like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. A couple of years ago, I saw somebody, and they asked me that question. If you could, you think they would? I said, yeah, as long as they let me sit in the office somewhere. If I got to go back over water, over across them seas, nope, I ain't going. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I thought uh-uh. at times that I should have stayed in for 20 years. I would have gotten out at the age of 37 because I went in when I was a baby. I was 17. Uh-huh. So I would, I would still would have been a young guy. I would have had a pension coming. Um, but if I had gotten out then, you know, at the age of 37, I might not have gotten the um, the kind of apartments for the rent that I wanted. You see, where I am now, my rent is super um, super low. So that's that's the that's the saving grace. There are people all around the country, one bedroom or one car garages, and they're paying eight hundred, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month mortgage, or even more than that for a bloody apartment. Me, yeah. uh, my rent is relatively low because I've been here for so long. But, uh-huh. gee, oh, man, you know, you talk about if you don't get killed in the service, inflation kills you when you're a civilian. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And uh, as you was talking, I just thought about this. You know, when some soldiers get out, they move into some of the worst neighborhoods just so they can feel like they're close to a combat zone, if you know what I mean. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. That's ingrained in you. Remember? I'm, I'm sure yeah. you know of guys, because I knew of one guy. He served during Nam. I might have told the story before. He was a bad, bad dude, okay? I mean, he had a reputation before he went into the service. Nice guy, a really nice guy, as being a tough-ass mother, right? <laughs> so he goes in the right. service. He adapts, but... He saw all the crap in Vietnam that everybody, you know, sees on TV but don't really feel. So when he gets out, he couldn't sleep in the bed. He had to sleep on the floor. So while he was on the floor, he was on the floor in his kitchen. He had a flashback. His brother got out of bed to go to the kitchen to get something. Now, my friend is on the floor lying, right? He hears the footsteps. He thinks it's the Viet Cong. So he jumps up and attacks his own brother. Doesn't wow. know it's his brother. 
Luckily, my friend has other brothers in the house. <laughs> you know, they hear the scuffle, they come out, and they had to subdue them. Because even with eyes wide open and everything, he thought he was back in numb. He couldn't sleep in the bed on the. He would had to sleep on. The, it's amazing what war would do to you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Without without even you even knowing it, you know, and, and that, that I think that would make you the scary part because you bring it all back home with you. Yeah. And if you have a, or you know, and they don't understand what's going on, you know, you know, for lack of a better word, they think you were shell shocked. You know, that was what they used to say back in the day, shell shocked. Right. But you know, or or they're scared of you. You know, yeah, stay away from Uncle Eric. You know, because no, you know, he he got something wrong with him. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's good that that you know it's it's a little bit better understood now, mm-hmm. but it's something. Yeah, something has been done, has to be done. Yeah, it really it do. Happen. Yeah, I mean the fact that no matter what war you're in, World War One, World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam War, Gulf War, etc., when the vets mm-hmm. come back, they don't talk about their experiences. You would think that people would wake up and realize. That if people from different generations are in different wars and don't want to talk about it, that war is hell. Do not keep yeah. sending your sons, your nephews, and your cousins overseas to fight wars which are not for the safety, security, and interests of the United States. Well, isn't that a contradiction? Because the United States says everything is for the national security. <laughs> <laughs> You got that right. I call that hypocrisy. I call that lies. Okay. It's alternative facts, not lies. Alternative facts is right. I mean, that's a nice PC way, but it's the government lied to all of us. They said we had to go overseas. Bush, remember when Bush said it's better to fight them over there than to have the mushroom cloud over here? Yeah, yeah. So here, so here we are in Afghanistan and Iraq since 2003. What the hell have we done? Have we done anything right? Good? Ain't done anything for America since then? Oh, yeah. We just announced that we killed Osama bin Laden's son. Oh, yeah. That's worth all the lives, the suicide, <laughs> the taxes, and the mental breakdowns of all the GIs for that one guy. Good going, yeah. America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, look, when I read the first thing I said, who? And what was his importance again? <laughs> yeah. He yeah, had to hearken you know. back to the days of his father. And his father, yeah. by the way, denied bombing the World Trade, uh, Trade Centers. But they kept pinning it on him. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. There were reports that the, 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 he was, his plane was the only one being flown out of the country that day That's during right. that time. Yeah. His his family was the only plane that they allowed to get off the ground. Right. Yeah. Right. The, the, the Bin Laden family. Now, excuse me, if the Bin Laden was supposed to be responsible for <laughs> for the bringing down of three buildings in New York City, why are we letting them out of the country? Yeah. Uh, exactly. My point. <laughs> unbelievable. But, I'm telling you, Eric. Unbelievable. But, uh, I mean, but you know, you get the rah rah going and USA, USA. You yeah. know, nobody to think. You know, yeah, we ride up, let's go. You know, that's like getting the mob. You know, back in the day, you see the old westerns. 
you know, yeah. where the guys in jail, and, you know, it takes one guy to get everybody started up, the next they know, let's go and get a rope. Yeah, let's go and That's get it, right. man. Yeah. He took my, he took my horse. String him up. Yeah. 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 You know, it's mob justice without even thought being placed into it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's exactly what what um, the politicians actually depend on uh, with the citizens today. You know, if they can get you riled up longer, which, you know, they, they, they do a good job of doing, you know, next thing yeah. you know, you got mob mentality. Yeah, let's go and do it. But nobody's really thinking about the consequences behind it or if it's really true or not. I know, because every yeah. 20 years there's a new generation, and that generation forgets about the war that preceded it. And now Beto O'Rourke and who was I think about two others, Kamala Harris and some other people, they're openly saying, "We yeah, we're coming after the AR-15s. They're dangerous. Um, excuse me, if I don't have my AR-15, the people who do have them are going to kill me, so I'd like to keep my AR-15 if you don't mind. <laughs> It's interesting. I thought about that too. I really did, uh, just before we went on the air. And uh-huh. of course, y'all know I've told y'all I've changed my thinking drastically. You know, as far as gun control and stuff like that, because there's no legislation that's going to fix that. However, just before I came on the air, I had an idea that popped in my brain, and I mm-hmm. said I was going to introduce it on the show. Okay, since we're so worried about who has weapons and what type of weapons. Let's just do a registration like uh, uh, your license every five, six years. You know, you, you they send you something in the mail, you fill it out, and you send it back. I mean, that's simple, right? Then you know who has what. Yeah, and that's the problem because the government knows who has the guns, and when they change the law, they're going to come after <laughs> those that they know have the guns. And then they're going to say, well, it's part of this but new law. Not, yeah. Uh, okay, that's not going to work then. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that has been debunked, as they say. Oh, ghost world. That has been the, debunked. I don't want the government to know anything about me as much as possible. I just want them to know my name, social security number, and just keep giving me my freaking checks. After that, what? mind your own business. <laughs> you know, that's funny because I was about to say, you know, there's a way you can just go off the grid completely. But then again, you won't get your checks either, though. That's right. <laughs> you won't get your checks for sure. So and you I know, mean, you I paid. Get... I paid for. I didn't pay for it as much as you did. I didn't pay for it as much as probably most of the of the of, of the vets did. But I paid somewhat of my dues. I paid my service, my time, four years worth. Not only that, but um, I paid into other government uh, crap. Hey. Give me, give me what's mine. I don't want, I don't want other people's money. I'm not for that equitable distribution by taxes. I don't want to take somebody else's money, but my money that I earned, especially that I paid for, paid into, give me my money and shut up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, 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 nothing's wrong with that. Nothing wrong uh-huh. with that. I mean, if you're gonna make uh-huh. the VA as crappy as it is, just give me my money and shut. Up. Yeah, just, be, you just know. be glad I was in the service. That's all. Shut up. <laughs> I don't want to fill out know, census. I don't want to fill out reports. I don't want to fill out surveys. Because anything that the gov, that the American citizen, regardless of whether he or she was in the service or not, is going to be put in a database to be used by them for their purposes, for their lives, for their political agenda, and I don't want to be part of it. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, Joe, you're already part of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I don't think there's any, you know, too much you can do to get out of it, but you're already part of it. I know. <laughs> Dude, that's something. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, so I, I don't know. You know, the VA, I, I must admit, it has gotten somewhat better, but it still needs a lot of work. Um. I don't know, but I, I really don't know how you fix it besides, you know, getting more more um, uh, uh, physicians and, and you, know, you know, and the psychiatrists and things like that that's going to be around and pay them what they're worth, you know, because a lot of them leave because they, they just don't, they're not making the money, and, you know, they're overloaded. Their workload is, you know, just crazy. Right. You know, yeah. most times that can go in, he's scheduled for, what, 15 minutes at the most? So yeah. if you talk real fast, you know, if you talk real fast, tell him what's wrong with you, he may not eat the position. He or she may just get maybe one or two things and tell you, well, we'll talk about it next time. Or come in on a, a day when um, we got walk-ins or something like that. So, you know, th- there's there's uh, ways. All right, Joe, that static is crazy. Um, there's, yeah. there's, I know what it is. Yeah. It's not static. I know what it is. Let me, I know what it is. Okay. It should be better. Wait a minute. Oh wait a minute! I do have static. I don't. I didn't hear it. Oh okay. But um. Still got static. No, I just got a little hum now. But it's, oh, it's okay. good. Oh okay. All right. Yeah. But you know the positions. You know they they they're overworked as well. You know they're overworked. So it, it it's it's bad for not only the patients. It's bad for the physicians as well. And you know how do you fix it though? I don't know. You know well, I really don't. Yeah, well, they, there should be more accountability. Doctors get away with murder, as a matter of fact. You know, like with the TV program MASH. I mean, the doc, it was a funny program, and it brought out the the uh, the poignancy of war, of war. But doctors, they don't, they don't like to follow rules, and they think they're above it. I remember one doctor in the service, he was wearing cowboy boots. He's supposed to wear regulation shoes, not cowboy boots. And yeah. they get away with this nonsense. They're just as arrogant in the service in the VA um, as they are outside. There has to be accountability. There's no accountability in government. You can make mistakes up to yin-yang. You know, like you've read in the headlines for years. Uh, like, for example, HUD or some other agencies. There's billions of dollars, billions of dollars either they find has been um, overspent because of fraud or because of incompetence. How how the hell do you spend billions of dollars without somebody finding out about it? <laughs> Easy. In small increments. Yeah. And plus, there's, there's, like I say, there's no, there's no real, real accountability. Remember, um, I, I remember in the 80s, uh-huh. in the 80s, you know, there was a guy in Virginia that had been billing the military for years. He had made two or three million dollars before they realized that he, they were being billed for services not rendered. <laughs> yeah, not only that, but if, if it wasn't this guy, there are other people who were billing the VA and, and Medicare and Medicaid for dead people. <laughs> right. Oh, so I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. But. You can institute accountability because that's how we got promoted. We had a show that we were um, complying with regulations, 
and contributed to our unit or our battalion or our office or um, to the service that we were in in general. And that's how you got promoted. Now, if they can institute that, if they could track your behavior that way, they should be able to track your behavior in other ways that don't cost the, um, uh, the service, the government, billions of dollars. But they don't care. It's not their money. Well, that, that's a good point. That's a good point as well. It, it really is. But also, if you're the one that's supposed to be the, the checking and you're the one doing it, then who's going to check you? You see, you see what I'm saying? Who's checking the checker? Well, if the checker's corrupt or if he's stupid and you got nobody over him, forget right. it. You know, or, or, or better is y'all friends or y'all hang out together. Yeah, they're like, yeah, nah, I know that. You know, yeah. okay. But you notice, you notice his standard of living is getting a whole lot better than yours, but y'all will be making the same thing. We're like, oh, okay, never mind. You know, maybe hit the lottery or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. it, yeah. It's Some amazing. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how, how humans can can talk themselves out of some stuff. You know. Yeah. Then later on, you're like, I knew it. I knew it. You know, mm-hmm. but hey, it's too late. <laughs> but mm-hmm. back, back, veterans, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's getting better, but it still has a lot of work to do. Um, you know, there's still too many veterans living on the street. Uh, oh yeah, they're really oh. pet peeve of mine. When you have you know, when you have veterans who people aren't paying attention to, even though they they devoted their lives for those two years or four years to the so-called defense of the United States and our liberties, they come back home. Nobody gives a rat patootie about them. Not the VA, not the government. And here they are. People are wondering, well, how come they're homeless? Well, they they have not only emotional problems. But there are people who aren't vets who are on the street because the, the prices of apartments and um, and the mortgages keep going up. The prices and uh, the cost of living keeps going up. They can't get a job because the years that uh, the prime years in which they could could have gotten a good job, they spent in the service, and now they're either too old or underqualified or have to go back to college, more time spent. 23,000 people, I think, are homeless in Los Angeles alone. Twenty-three thousand people. And, and, but you, you know what's so you know what's so very interesting about that whole whole scenario, Joe. You know, mm-hmm. just think about just think about all these empty warehouses and things that you have across the nation. Big mm-hmm. warehouses sitting there. You see what I'm saying? Just sitting there. All right now. You mean to tell me you you can't do something? You know, make it a, some kind of shelter or. You know, yeah, it may take a little redecorating or remodeling, but okay. It, I mean, how much is that going to cost you compared to getting our veterans off the street, giving them somewhere, especially in cities like uh, Chicago, Cleveland, uh, Montana? You know, where mm-hmm. it drops to below zero. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, why can't why can't we do that? Because I'll you have you. too many. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. They don't, ahead, they don't care. Why. They know about the problem. They don't care. I'll give you an example. Kanye West built on his own property um, a shelter for homeless. They made him t- uh, tear it down. See? They don't care. And what they was that? Oh, you don't have a permit to build these kind of buildings. So? 
give them the freaking permit. <laughs> bureaucracy, right? Bureaucracy. Yeah. Now, that you said that, you know, and, and what just came to mind, you know, uh, uh, Trump, you know, he's so good at, at, at you know, getting rid of certain regulations. You know, now, that would impress me a whole lot if he just get around all that and say, look, if you're building something for the homeless veterans, you know, mm-hmm. this is what you need. You don't need all that other stuff, and let's get them off the street. Now, that would impress me. That really would. Bad, yeah, but that know, would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, also, yeah, you notice um, these debates, you know, they never uh, mention anything about it. They mention not. nothing about it. Nothing. They don't you know, give but they want, they, want the, they want the votes, but they never mention anything. And uh-huh. when, once they get in office, very rarely do they do anything. You know, yeah. which is it? Yeah. Well, they're more interested in impressing the immigrants. There was a there was a woman who called up a radio show. Um, I forget. Well, a few days ago. And she was talking about, you know, she's something like second, third generation American, and her sons couldn't afford to go to college, so she and her husband are, you know, going to try to work to make sure their sons are going to college. And she went to a government building to find out about some assistance and stuff. She couldn't get assistance to send her natural-born American kids to college. But while she was there, she found out that there was an immigrant who got free college, free tuition, and quit his part-time job so that he could continue to get the government benefits and the free job or the free tuition. Now, take it now. Why? Because the politicians want the immigrant vote. The immigrants don't know squat. All they know is free, 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 right? They have no very little idea about American tradition, about if you work hard, you might be able to get someplace. But they're coming over here for the freebies, for the freebies, and getting them. them. Well, hey, (laughs) I mean, I'm laughing, but I'm like, okay. I know why you're laughing is because it's ridiculous, this stupid (laughs) crap that's going on in America. (laughs) You know what, it happens, I mean. Yeah. You know, when you you say immigrants, though, you know, and, you know, there's some Americans that do that same thing, unfortunately, the child support payers and stuff. But anyway. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're Americans, they're yeah. not scot-free either, yeah. but still. You know, but if, yeah. if, if you really pay attention to some immigrants when they do come over, though, um, on a serious tip, some of them work harder than Americans because they understand what they came from. You know, I often say Americans are some of the most arrogant individuals in the world. You know, Can't I remember when I was, that. yeah, I remember when I was in Germany, you know, we used to call America the world. Hey, man, when you going back to the world? You know, because that's the way mm-hmm. we felt. You know, in Germany, they're a big country in them, themselves. But mm-hmm. to us, America, the United States was the world. You know, yeah. and you think about it, you know, and you're like, Wow. You know that's that's half the issue right there, but mm. the rest of the world, the rest of the world feels the same way, but we have advertised that, you know, we we have we have advertised that. Say, come on, we got you. Come on, take you know, we got you. We'll take care of you. I know. Now that and that's see. Uh, but see but, then, then you get this, later when the when the overcrowding comes and what have you, like we, you know, they say it's going on now. 
Then you have the government say, well, if you're in a combat zone and some kind of way you help us defeat the enemy, we'll bring you over, set you up, you know, make sure you're taken care of and fine. But mm-hmm. if you just running, you running from your country because you're being raped or, you know, cartel is after you, whatever, no, you can't come in because you're, you're not doing anything for us. You know, but regardless, they're immigrants. Both of them are immigrants, right? Right. Well, the only thing I would I would disagree with you on when you say that can't you can't come in, um, you can come in even if you're not an asylum seeker. They're still letting you in because it's catch and release. You come in, they let you go. You go find well, you, a place to stay. You know, yeah. you know that in in the last two years, a hundred thousand felonies have been committed by immigrants, illegals. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, look, ain't none of them did no mass shootings though. Well, okay. Well, if you want to add up all the mass shootings that have occurred, that might be like 300. You want to add 300 to 100,000? Yeah. I mean, I hope they talk about that on stage, the next Democratic. But, but, but you, miss, you, miss, you, you see my point, though. You yeah. Know, you, I, yeah. yeah. The, point, the point is that oh, somebody can say, yeah, well, there's no mass shootings. I mean, Americans are doing that. Well, yeah, Americans did that. But what about the immigrants? Yep. Well, the immigrants, they're here for a job. <laughs> well, their job is to... But what I'm saying, you know, because that, hey, they, they're terrorists or whatever, but all the Americans are the ones doing the terrorism, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. Hold on. We got somebody else we want to talk, Joe. <laughs> okay. okay. Let me bring them in. We, we got much time left here, so let me get them in here. All, all right, right. Triple One, talk. I had right. to call back. I know. What's up? Joe talking about immigrants. Immigrants is keeping the universities going with their green cards. See, it takes an American to say that. <laughs> they are. You know, it takes somebody to know what they're talking about to say that. Well, you have, uh, the universities are full of immigrants, aren't they? And that's supposed to be a good thing, Maze? Well, I don't call them, I got them foreigners. You've got H-1B. American universities. You've got the American the, universities are full of foreigners. No kidding, Mace. 245,000 yes. seats are filled with foreigners. That means 245,000 seats, which could have been filled by American students, are not filled with American students. So if That's supposed filled, to be a good they, thing? If they're filled, those seats are filled by them, and they're paying to go to school, so who's getting money to who? And then America don't own anything anyway, so they're owning the companies over here. And so they're sending them to the universities over here. So why is so that why a good they got thing? green cards. They got green cards. They're, they're uh, having their economy. Okay. That's what so I why is it. that a good thing? They're having their economy. And, they, and, and by them doing what they're doing, it'll bring peace to the rural. Oh, Could so I say something, Mr. Talk? <laughs> that's what it'll do. I see. Okay. Hey, go ahead. And that's why they come over here and work. Yeah, I just wanted to say this. You have about 28 states that allow illegals and refugees to attend state colleges and only pay in-state tuition, whereas your son, Eric, living in Texas, if they were to try to go to a school in North Carolina, Missouri, they have to pay out-state tuition. In your public schools, you have illegals who are attending public schools taking up space, costing more money, 
their parents have not paid to the tax system that support those public schools. And you hear people all the time complaining about the public schools not having enough money, not having books, so on and so on and so on. And then to add salt to insult, you got public schools having to create programs like English is a second language for these illegals, whereas the kids, especially in the inner city, are blamed because they speak Ebonics, and there's no programs to help them be masterful in their English. Now, I, I participated in the drafting of a bill whereas you can track illegals in this country. And what Joe said is tremendous. The court backlog is like 900,000 cases that would take you out past 2020 just to hear. In the meantime, they're allowed to stay here in the United States. And then when their court case do come up, if they don't the parent, show up. <laughs> right, they don't show up. And if the parent is found not to be eligible for the status that they're seeking, well, they don't have about two or three babies. And when they say, well, you're not eligible, you got to go, got to do and they say, anything. look, I'm not talking. You was talking. I said not one I word. I finish. Don't tell me to hurry up. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm getting ready to explain it to him. This sure is Mr. Too. Talk Show. It's not yours. Well, you. Go ahead. Thank go you, ahead, Mr. Yeah. Talk. And when, and when time comes for them to leave, guess what? They say, well, we got kids here who are American citizens. And then that brings about another thing. The 14th Amendment was not never meant for illegals to be able to establish these anchor babies like out in, Ch- in San Francisco where you have these birthing hotels where Chinese women and maybe others that come here and they have a baby in these birthing hotels. The baby is a United States citizen, then it's on. That's, That's right. crazy. You got chain migration stemming from that. that. Yeah, that is true. I can't argue with anything you said, Pinky, because those are the facts. Those are the facts. All right, let's bring Maze back. Okay. All right, Maze. Hey, I was saying to prove what I am saying, you have people from America going over to these countries, teaching them how to speak English. They get paid well to do this. And then you got students from here, from other countries, coming over here, going to school, and they're helping this economy out because their parents have money and they're paying for them to go to school here. And they're building a lot of stuff here on some of the campuses and some of the things that they're doing to bring money into this country. So people keep talking about immigrants, this and immigrants, this and having babies and having And some of them even marry an American, American citizen and become citizens themselves. Well, let me and ask you a question. Um, in order to truly compare how immigrants are helping the country, you have to compare how they're contributing. They got housing? Wait a minute versus how they're detracting from the company. Also, you have to also imagine if they were not here at all. Let's say 245,000. If they if there were 245,000 seats taken up by immigrant um, students and those 245,000 seats were taken up by American students, you have to compare the contributions of these immigrants that you're so High up about compared to what would happen if the um, if Americans were um, were in their place. Americans would be by themselves. 
That's what would happen. So you're you saying students, that... You if, students, do you have students over here going to, going to school abroad? Or do you just have them going here in America? Or do you have them going to other countries going to school just like they do here? Do we have Americans going to, yeah. let's say, Cambridge and Oxford and the University of Paris? Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. So what's the problem with that? There isn't because we don't have hundreds of thousands of students. We don't have hundreds of thousands of foreign exchange students. We have 245,000 seats taken up by H-1B visas and other uh, foreign students who are here. Why are they? Why are you so high on on immigrants as opposed to Americans? Maybe because I know some, and they're not causing a problem, and they are oh, doing good economy. So that's what's got. That's what it's got to do with. So what do you say for those hundred thousand? Some of them have houses. Let me some ask you a question. Like cars. Some of them what have are, property tax. Is, is let me ask you a question. They can, they can have everything they want. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you say to those 100,000 felonies that were committed in the last two years by the illegals across the border? The same thing I say about the ones that go over there and commit crimes, because that's what they've been doing, too. That's what I say. What do you say? They can go over there and commit crime. It had nothing to do with people coming and, and, and doing things in this country, and you going to that country and doing stuff, unless you got a mental block or something wrong with you. So, it's, so then it's okay, then. So yes, you can okay exchange crime rates. I don't know about you. So you think it's okay for the 100,000 uh, felonies to have been committed because Americans have gone overseas? I don't know about 100,000 felonies. That was just told. I, I, I got to believe it. No, I don't. You don't believe it? No. So those particular statistics could be wrong. Oh, huh? statistics are always wrong. So to, they're to always wrong. The that, to benefit the people that want it. To benefit, because if the, if, the, if the government wanted those people not to be here, they wouldn't let them be here. And the people that own those That's companies exactly didn't want those right. people to be here. And they've always been here. That's exactly so they, right. There so they, immigrants that didn't come from here in the beginning. That's where it started at. So don't forget, so why like, we gotta call now. as recently as two years ago, Schumer, Pelosi, and the rest of the Democrats condemned illegal immigration, wanted borders. What did Ronald don't. Reagan do? Huh? What did Ronald Reagan do? What I told you not a down of a difference between neither party. You trying to convince me one party is another party is different. They wanted the legal immigration. They didn't. And, uh, and, and so what did Ronald? Wait a minute. What about the Democrats who two years ago for the midterms said that they were for border security, walls, and keeping illegals out? What about Obama having said that the undocumented? He didn't use the word illegal. He well, he used it once or twice. He said undocumented workers should not be over here. There's a flood of them, he said. Oh, really? Yeah, really. And there's a flood of them. So what they got to do with them still being the same, two of the same tokens? <laughs> What's that got to do with what I said? You didn't hear what I said. The Democrats and the Republicans both are the same because they both want them here. They want them to clean their houses. They want to do everything else and pay them for cheap, cheap labor. And everything else. It would well, get, okay. get to a point where they were going to form the way they were going to have to pay them, and now they don't want them. Right. When you get to pay people, you don't want people, and you wipe it out so they can't make money. Yeah, but so, so you're saying, you would you like, how many immigrants would you like to have, legal and illegal, coming into the United I, States? I don't care year? how many come. I don't care how many come. If I can go to their country and do as an American citizen, so if you had like, if you had two million a year, and they were committing the same functional literacy, the same crimes at the same rate they're doing now, if I don't have that would be okay no with you. 
If I don't hang around all the kind of people, I don't know nothing about this well, that, that you're talking about. That's just something that was told to you. Mace, because what you're talking about is anecdotal experience. I don't know nothing about those type of people. You're talking I don't hang about people that kind you of know. Around, that's what I'm talking about. And you make an assumption that since these people are nice, I'm not making no assumptions. Know. Of course you are. You don't. You so, don't believe in so statistics. Do, so if, you what do you think about someone like that? Joe, why do you think about people that got dual citizenship when they can spend time in this country? I don't and go like dual citizenship. You don't? No. I don't ever hear you complain about it. I said it on the last show. I didn't hear you. Mm-hmm. What do you think about those with dual citizenship since you want somebody illegals and then they come and help them run the country? Well, that's a bad thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, so what's yeah, got, what yeah. does one thing got to do with the other? I guess it holds out a whole lot to do with the other. Like what? Yeah. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody hold on. <laughs> Because you know what? We're going around and around in circles here. And, man, I tell you. Woo! You know, and this is a conversation that's had around this country on a daily basis, I'm sure. I am sure it's something that's had on a daily basis. But you know what? It's all good because this is a conversation conversation that needs to be had. Um, Yeah. Um, So, with all that being said, uh, I got five minutes, so I'm going to let y'all get some last words in so you can finish your final thoughts without uninterrupted, and uh, then we're going to get on out of here. All right, so we're going to start with Mays. Going to let Mays finish with her, her points here, and then we're going to move on to the, the, the Joe. Go ahead, Mays. I'm going to start with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had a wife. He had a immigrant, got a pregnant, and she had a baby. That was no problem with Joe and no problem with other people. But then when you got dual citizenship, you can come over here and you can run for office and go back to the other country and uh, help keep up rhetoric and make other people mad with other, in other countries and let as many come in as they want to because we all are immigrants in this country except the Native Americans. And they never asked anybody to leave yet. And they still get mistreated. That's all. Have a good one, Mr. Talk. All right, Mays. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, all right. Go ahead, Joe. Yes, thank you for your good words towards me too, Maze. I'm glad that you're saying. Um, have a good have a good day to uh, Joe and Bianchi. Thank you very much, Maze. But talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> we never talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, talking about dual citizenship, I already said today I'm against it. I, I said it in the past. Now outside of that, ah, everybody, even you, Maze, have a good day. Be safe out there because the government is after your guns, your privacy, and control of your entire situation. And I'll see you Friday, God willing, if you believe in God. And if you don't believe in God, um, willingness anyway. <laughs> so peace out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, Joe. Hey, hey, man, something must be going on because we got Joe saying God more often now. That I'm talking about. Somebody's doing some work. <laughs> All right, Pianki, are you there? Well, the U.S. State Department don't recognize dual citizenship, and in the cases where it is, it's only a few. It may recognize dual nationality, but if you become a naturalized citizen of the United States, you have to give up and denounce that other citizenship. Now, some people, some individuals will keep their passport to the country that they came from, and have a U.S. passport. They use the U.S. passport to enter into the U.S. They use the country where they come from, passport to re-enter. But here's the thing. 
if there ever came to be a war with the country where they came from, that's going to present a problem. And we've seen that worked out in the past. And, you know, the other thing, too, even though you have, and, and I like Trump for what he has said, he said that individuals that's here working, of course, they here legally. I think that was the whole purpose of uh, Joe's conversation. And the topic that you pose, uh, Eric, is about legal immigration. It's the illegal immigration that's causing the problem. And it does cost America to the tune of about $117 billion a year. When you have illegals that's working on jobs where they should not be hired, when they go to file, uh, when they go to, to do their W-2, which indicates the amount of withholding, they will indicate nine dependents. Why is that? Because they want the least amount of money taken out of their check so that they can have that cash to do whatever they want to. Why don't they just indicate 15? Well, if you go 10 and above, it triggers a red flag and it's investigated. I'll talk to you later, Eric. Good job as usual. All right. Thank you, Piaki. And, uh, uh, let's see what else we got going on here real quick. Oh man. I'll tell you what a got be wise a service in the chat room says, uh, no, you do not. My children have three passports. I have also three. Okay. Okay. Anyway. All right. So, uh, you know, we heard a lot of stuff here today and a lot of it's true. Some of it I need to do some checking on. And, of course, I'll bring you what I find out come um, Friday on the show. But I want to say I want to thank everybody for dropping by, hanging out with me. Pianki, Joe, Mays, uh, let's see, everybody else I see. Um, let's see, in the chat room, thank you for hanging out as well. And those will be listening later on, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, oh, man, it's just been a so I'm just happy right now. All right. So anyway, cause I see you. All right. So, um, hey man, I, I forgot what I was going to say closing, but anyway, just be good. Enjoy your week. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh, learn to laugh at yourself because everything you learn to laugh at yourself. Everything else is just groovy, man. It really is. All right, so we're going to take you out of here with some Stevie Wonder, Sir Duke, and um, I'll see everybody back here Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, God willing. All right, have a great week, y'all. We're out.